Hey guys, what's up? This is Lizzie Jane, and you're tuning in to another episode of the EXO Podcast. These next few episodes were done on-site at Forbidden Kingdom. I talked to so many people, including the first episode dropping today, which features the one and only Stellar. Angelica is a Florida native, and I was so hyped to finally get the chance to sit down and speak with her about her EP, future plans for the Stellar Project, producing the Forbidden Kingdom Anthem with Jessica Odford, and so much more. This episode was powered by Rockstar Energy. I'm so thankful that they sent us tons of new energy drinks and merchandise throughout the weekend. It kept us going all weekend long. Without further ado, you're tuning into the XO Podcast, coming to you live from Forbidden Kingdom in Orlando, Florida. Stellar, also known as Angelica, live from Forbidden Kingdom. Hello. How are you? Good, good. Good. You just got off stage. How was your set? It was sick and super hot. Oh my God. It is so hot. No, I'm glad to hear it. Well, we were talking about before your set, you kind of like to play full songs out, which I'm very much so the same. So how did that go? Good. I think it was well received. Like, I just rather like have the crowd like go on a journey with me than... You know, I think it's, like, important to appreciate, like, the whole song. At least not the whole song, but, like, a good portion of it. Definitely. And I feel like, especially playing, like, earlier in the day, it's so important that you kind of give people time to breathe. And I just feel like, especially being at, like, an all-dubstep festival like FK, I look at it like uh, Money Lost Lands almost, but it's so important to kind of, like, there are so many DJs and producers that are throwing just all banger sets. And I'm someone that, like, even though you're a little bit more experimental, like, I'm kind of on this melodic side. But, like, the whole song is super important. And I heard that a lot in your new EP, which you just released. Yeah. Which You were super stoked. First EP, right? Yep. I know. I'm so, like, happy. I think a lot of people enjoyed it. And yes. it was, yeah. I'm so stoked with, like, how everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I remember Pepe, who's your manager and also talent buyer curator here. I mean, how has it been kind of not only being picked up by him, but seeing him transform from this small concept festival to now you're his artist and he's like working underneath Insomniac? I know it's it's crazy. Like it happened so quick. Like last year with Forbidden Kingdom, um, obviously like it was a huge success and it was great and then like I feel like within a few months like all this started happening and he was telling me about the whole insomniac thing and it just like exploded so it's awesome I feel super grateful and it's cool to just like be a part of everything and like also see him like growing too with like insomniac and stuff so yes and I think that's really cool too whereas like a lot of times you'll get more of an established team to pick up like a newer artist and then they kind of throw them into the realm but I feel like you and Pepe are really, like, growing together, which is super, super cool. And long-term, I feel like he's the type of guy where you may have him for the rest of your career. Yeah, which yeah. is Which is very, very rare, and it's a super awesome position to be in. Yes. Um, and you originally played the Forbidden Kingdom, the last one, like, two years ago on the, the like, side stage, right? Yeah. So that's huge. Going from that to playing main stage. Yeah, I know. That's, like... It was so funny, like, last year, I played, like, the village, like, local artist stage, and, I mean, there was still, like, a good amount of people there, but obviously nothing compared to, like, a main stage, so, yeah, it's crazy, like, going from that to the main stage. No, absolutely, and were, did, like, were there some people there? Did some people show up early? When I came in at, like, 10 a.m., 
their roads already aligned. You mean here? Yes. Yes. yes I feel like towards the middle and end, people started like coming a little bit more. Um, but yeah, there's a decent crowd, That's and awesome. I think they're all vibing. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure they were. It's perfect too with like the wonkier kind of music that you make yeah. to just like start out the day and not be like okay, it's 105 degrees outside. Let's, like, headbang into a wall. That's why I was, like, I hope everyone's, like, able to enjoy because, like, it's so hot out that, yeah, hopefully everyone's staying hydrated. Yeah, definitely. Oh, my gosh. I feel like all I'm drinking is water. And especially with, like, Insomniacs moving a lot of their concepts down here to Florida because of everything going on in California, they just don't know Florida weather or the heat. So it's crazy to see a like very legitimate festival this in the summer in Florida. Yeah, I know. And at least like it's not raining, but you know, yeah, it's fine. Florida weather. No, absolutely. So since you started kind of with Pepe around that time at Forbidden Kingdom, when we went into COVID and like quarantine and everything, were you just kind of in the position where you were going to focus on how you were going to evolve your sound, working on the new EP and all of that stuff? Or, like, what was the process that you kind of went through when everything shut down? Um, that's pretty much all I did was just, like, working on music and trying to, like, hone in my sound. And I did release the EP, like, during COVID, I guess, like, towards the tail end. Um, that's really all I could do. We were all, like, you know, locked up inside. and But it did give me a chance to, like, really focus on, like, my music and have that, like, quiet mind space and just really yeah (laughs) I know because everything now is just ramping up so much and I feel like I'm going left right left right there's like no time to breathe because there's just so many things going on and the market has moved down here to Florida to the point where events super quick too I feel like out of nowhere all of a sudden like yeah everything's here absolutely and you played out in Denver for a drive-in, right? How was that? Also something I did during COVID, which I feel like super lucky to have done. It was really such a cool experience. Like the amount of cars that actually came and like you were really far away from like the crowd, I guess. Um, But it was so cool. You could feel like the energy and you could hear them. And yeah. Was it weird? Like, was it like people honking their horns when like bass dropped? No, actually, people were, like, pretty respectful, and, like, they oh, no would way. they decorated their cars with, like, lights and stuff, and, like, they each had, like, a little area where they can get out and, like, dance, but, yeah, no one was really honking, and everyone was kind of just, like, vibing with their little pod areas. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. Definitely, and you worked on the anthem for Forbidden Kingdom with Jessica. I just saw her. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so nice to see you. Um, how did that feel? Like, that was like crazy like I'm so grateful to have done that and it was super fun because like we blended both of our sounds I think pretty well like obviously hers is like way heavier and then the second drop was like my experimental drop but I think it definitely like embodies the like Forbidden Kingdom vibe um because it's obviously a heavy bass music festival but there's also like the more experimental side too I feel like you get that a lot when you get like all bass festivals where it's not as spread out you'll get that like where you get the subgenres. well you'll have the melodic bass the future rhythm the super heavy dubstep and then you'll get like the weird wonky wakan stuff because there's like a wakan takeover I think today or tomorrow yeah yeah so that'll be like super super sick yeah. but no, I mean, that's the point of a collab. So it's like when I listened to it, I was like, okay, Jessica's here. Like Stella's you can definitely here. tell the difference. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, but it's awesome. I love how Pepe's like all for like women. Like he's pretty much the reason why I have this podcast here, which like he's super, super, super dope. And I feel like the more people who can be in like higher positions like him and and really like take the front foot forward and keep empowering like women who are actually making their own music and all of that stuff, like the better it's going to be. Totally. 
Totally you know, yeah. and it's super, super cool to see. I feel like now when I started, I looked in like the four corners of the country and like there were like the really big women producers like Allison and Rez. And now I see girls everywhere. That's so that's so true. Yeah. When did you start making music? I'd- so I did engineering for like metal and like post hardcore. And then I switched over to this about four years ago. So I was like 20. Okay. So I'm 24 now. So how old are you? I'm 24. Okay, perfect. I thought we were around the same age. I was like, we're probably around there. But yeah, yeah so it was just kind of like um, understanding the language of like the Dawn. And then you work in Ableton, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the Ableton's the. I know. Yeah. Just, I can't say anything else. It's just great. Definitely. <laughs> in yeah. No, and that's, and, and it's super cool. So is there anything like coming up that you are excited for that you can like tease for us or anything like that? Um, Honestly, like just this show is what I was super excited for. And I'm going to be like releasing some songs like over the summer. Um, But most of like the upcoming shows are to be determined for now. Yeah. Um, definitely hoping to play some shows though, like this summer. And, I'm sure you will. This kind yeah. of stuff helps with it like a lot. And it's so nice. I remember at like sunset, it was the first time I had had media since COVID. So it was yeah. like, Oh my God, photographer. I know. I like always forget that they're there when I'm playing. Cause I'm so just like focused yeah. and anxious about my set. Yeah. And then I'm like, Oh my God, I should probably like interact with the photographer a little bit. I have whacked them in the face before. Yeah. Like I've totally forgot they were there and it's yeah. just like a mess. And then you're like, Oh shit. I'm sorry. I know they're good sports. Yeah, I guess. No, they definitely are. And they're in all black too. And it's so hot. I know. Craziness. Could not be me. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> Never. But, um, yeah, so thank you for coming to sit down here with me Reminding today. Me, this was sick. It was my first podcast. Like, I'm so... I know. Happy. They're a little bit shorter, so we'll have to do one, like, in person sometime when it's not, like, live from a festival where you've got all this other shit going yeah, on where we yeah. can actually talk. Mm-hmm. But I did want to ask you one more thing. Sure. So, I know you're from Southern Florida, right? Mm-hmm. So, how did you, like, know this is what you wanted to do? I'm always curious to ask yeah. that question. I've, like, always known I wanted to be in music. I didn't know it was going to be this path, but like I started playing electric guitar when I was 10 years old. I'm a classically trained vocalist. I went to college for um, audio engineering. So I just like, I knew I just wanted to do music. And then like when I was like growing up in a teenager, I lived near Miami. So it was really easy for me to go to like underground shows and stuff. I just like fell in love with the electronic music. I feel like there's so much you can do with it. And like, I just had to choose that. Yeah, (laughs) no, absolutely. That's very similar to, like, my path and, like, what I kind of followed. Do you ever have intentions to, like, pick up the guitar and start intertwining it into your music and stuff? Yeah, I've been slacking a bit just because I've been super focused on, like, all, like, in-the-box stuff. But I definitely want to incorporate. Because I like incorporating, like, more, like... um, organic like sounds and stuff so I definitely want to add some I mean I feel like that's the future of this music is because you see just a totally different like tier and level of artists when you start incorporating like live vocals or instrumentation and that's the future I feel like of this even though it's very producer based like the more that you can incorporate a way for you to be unique and stand out because like the playing field even though women like on a big scale are definitely um a minority in our industry there's so many more who do it now so I just feel like the more that we can start like making things as unique as possible 
we will like for sure have the upper hand in the future, which is really, really exciting. Yeah. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on to talk today. I appreciate you, Angelica. Yes, I'm gonna drop the EP below. Everyone, please go check out her music. And I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the XO Podcast. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you that are return listeners and viewers. It means the world to me. And do not forget to check out my Patreon at www.patreon.com backslash this is Lizzie Jane for a first opportunity to hear these podcasts ad-free. Give us some input who you want to see on the podcast, ask questions, one-on-one lessons, group lessons, live streams, and so much more. This is Lizzie Jane, and I'll see you next week for another episode of the EXO Podcast.